0: Hey, got questions? We are putting together a listener question episode. So call and leave us a voicemail with your question, and we will answer as many as we can. Call 803-900-5252, 803-900-5252.
1: I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. 52.
0: I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Nay, Cindy Watts.
1: Hi, Christian Bush.
0: (laughs) It's great to see you. Did you have a good time last night? Did you find your way through child life?
1: I tried real hard. I might've left one of them at the store though. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really leave one of them at the store. I'm not that bad. It happens. Um,
0: let's see on our docket. I'm looking down here. Uh, today we have a, a pretty interesting pairing. Um, I'm coming around from the new album and trailer hitch, which was my first single as a solo artist.
1: So what is, what is the relationship there?
0: I connect these songs because they both created something fantastic in the studio that changed them forever. So for instance, when we went in to record trailer hitch, um, the guitar player on the session, uh, Andrew Roberts at some point sort of, we weren't getting anywhere with the song. The song was actually last. We weren't even really supposed to put it on the record. And it was, um, Time had ran out on the session. We had like forty five minutes, and he was like, "I was like, let's try this song." So I taught it to everybody, and then he started playing that little lick at the top of the song. A it, don't don't don't, and it changed the bounce of the song to something a lot more um, danceable and almost. Um, I giggle now, and I call it r- roller skate country or. Or even disco country, I think, is what happened a couple of years later with Casey Musgraves because yeah. she was more popular than me. But she definitely was rolling the exact same roller rink that I was going. Um, and then the same thing happened with I'm Coming Around. Um, we knew it was a groove, groovy song and we had decided that we were going to use that as the first foray into this crazy idea that we had which was taking songs that I had written in Nashville with these incredible Nashville songwriters, these craftsmen and brought the songs to Atlanta to record them rather than just record them in Nashville. Um, and it's not, it was never neither a diss on either city. It was a real question. Like what happens if you put these incredibly well thought out song, songs written by these incredible songwriters into the hands of, um, I, you know, these active R and B live, um, performers in Atlanta. And what would that band do to the, the craftsman song? <laughs> and we didn't really know you know, uh, but you're about to find out. <laughs> so what did you learn? My experience in in Nashville is uh, really unique. I'm an artist that brings songs up here and these incredible players play them. And this was very similar. It was bringing a song to Atlanta where these incredible players are going to play them. What was interesting is the players in Atlanta, uh, they didn't chart it the same way. They didn't use a click. Like, for instance, there's nothing keeping time. The drummer is keeping time. So everyone's relationship is to the drummer, not to the. Computer or the click track, and uh, and they they do everything linearly. So they were like, "Oh, that's cool." And instead of let's repeat that, they were like, "Oh, that's cool. Let's make it cooler the next time it comes around." So <laughs> what you find is in Nashville, things um, they're like, "Oh, this is this is the chorus of the song." So we want it to sound like the other chorus of the song. And in Atlanta, they're like, "This is the chorus of the song. Why in the world should we listen to it twice the same way?"
1: wow, my brain just exploded. Because you're right, it's absolutely that way in Nashville. Now play that guitar lick 12 more times exactly the same way. So in Atlanta, it's not like that. It doesn't seem to be that way. And
0: and everybody, uh, similarly, like the Nashville sessions that I enjoy, are the ones where everyone's playing on the floor at the same time. So it's somewhat a live performance, at the same time that it is a recorded live performance. And and we did the same thing um, for this song. Uh, What we did add, we, uh, the drummer, J-Fly, is is kind of the mastermind of this. How do we make a country music Atlanta R&B party? (laughs) How, 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 how are we going to do that? And he had originally been the person that turned me on to it. He, He invited me out to a, Uh, play a show in Atlanta in the middle of Centennial Park on July 4th. And he and his band played Trailer Hitch with my brother and I, and it blew our minds. Oh, wow. We had never seen anything like this. And I'm absolutely sure that nobody in the audience had any idea who I was. (laughs) Didn't matter. It didn't matter. But they were, you know, eventually Bobby Brown was going to show up, you know. (laughs) Uh, And I was just on the way there. But it was such a party that J fly and my brother and I had talked about, Oh man, we really ought to find a way to do this. And we did. And this was the first song. And so welcome to the party is all I have to say to you. Listen to this.
1: Awesome.
2: before
0: See what I
1: mean? Yeah, it reminds me of my greatest hits of 1978 <laughs> album. Was it k <laughs> It's going to come right after Kiss You All Over. Yes, I, yeah. I fully accept. I love it. And, and so
0: the challenge on this was um, trying to get a pedal steel to also play nice with the horns, right? Because part of what we're trying to do is mix two things that you didn't know that you liked, <laughs> but they absolutely go together. Like that's a party. Yes. And it's a all, it's also country song, but it's also not. It all depends on how you look at it. But um wow. I mean, when that happened, my brain was had exploded all over the studio wall. Like, <laughs> now what do I do? You know, like how how, how do you what what do you do next? You know, if, if you're a musician and you just were listening to that and you're like, why is it getting more exciting? It's because the drummer is just speeding up. The end of the song is like seven beats per minute faster than the front of the song. Wow. And he even told us after the cut, the, the, after it was over, J-Fly was like, hey, man, that sped up, but I, I didn't hate it.
1: <laughs> and that is 200% Atlanta influence. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And these guys, you know these guys are incredible musicians and uh, you know, they didn't have to play it more than a couple of times, but it really started to teach me that there is a real difference that, that a lot of the time what's been going on in Atlanta and to whatever degree it works with songwriters too, is it's performance based. It's not, um, the song doesn't do the lifting. The performance does the lifting. So, uh, a lot of times when you, you are, writing a song and you are working in Atlanta you're writing it to impress someone with a performance so you write the performance into the song and in Nashville a lot of times the songwriter and the singer are very different right the the songwriter is is one person and the singer might be somebody completely different so the songwriter's trying to write a song that the singer can emotionalize
1: well, that any singer can emotionalize because oftentimes, right, songwriters write songs that lots of different people can sing.
0: Yeah, pretty amazing, and uh, and these these uh, performers, you know, these guys are also playing like, like oh, uh, the keyboard player is a music director for Justin Timberlake, one of the keyboard players, and <laughs> they also have a Sunday. Everybody's got a Sunday gig at a at a church. You know, can you imagine that guy's playing your church? on sunday <laughs> i mean it'd be crazy i bet they have really solid attendance they have solid attendance but it's one of those things where i i i always try to leave some space for i always say for god to show up in the studio like don't make every decision ahead of time wait till you get around the, these people and and don't shut everything down when somebody has an idea like give it some oxygen each each idea and uh It it astounds me when I hear recordings like that from the humble beginnings of the song. So what did it start as? Oh, here, you want me to show you what it sounded like? I do. Okay, hold on. Okay. you could tell I was just totally working on like a drum machine or whatever is in front of me. Definitely in my headphones (laughs) to not disturb anyone around me.
2: When it's last call and you're tipsy and you hit me up It's only when you're lonely that you call it love In an Uber, at a red light And just before your phone dies Last thing that I heard you say Is I'm coming around Make sure you're alone
0: So you can hear that the, like... The bones so of it are there. It
2: that home, girl. My bed,
1: yeah, my and it just grew from there. Yeah, moments. it's more of a groove it than it than is anything else. It's a I super groove. You,
2: yeah. you, say I'm
0: you can also tell, like, I only had two I'm instruments. <laughs> That's how songs start. They typically start. You know, I I'm a terrible drummer which is sad because I want to be, that's the one thing I really want to be. It's like he wants to be an astronaut, but really, you know, all he can do is dress up as an astronaut. (laughs) 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 Like I want to be a drummer so bad and I'm just terrible at it, but I love putting on these little like drum machines or whatever. That was from my iPhone.
1: Oh, you did all that on your iPhone? Yeah. That's amazing. I've become
0: resourceful. Apparently. (laughs) Well, cause it's the one thing you have with you all the time. Like people have to have their phone surgically removed from their bodies. You know, it's like you leave it in the living room. I think my, my, my children are going to have, you know, heart attacks cause they don't have their pacemaker iPhone.
1: That's true. <laughs> my nine-year-old had a moment this morning because his was dead and he couldn't take it to school.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Well, but you see what I mean? Like you, when you bring a song like that in, and then you say, okay, what are you going to do to it? Right. And that's all you really play the musicians. Uh, same thing happened with uh, Trailer Hitch. Oh, wow. Yeah. I actually think I have some early Trailer Hitch. Here, let me play it. Yeah, play it.
2: See? I want to buy you a drink. Maybe one for this whole town. Town. <laughs> Your will came out. I don't mind. Spreading it around Everybody chasing
1: something
2: I don't know why they're running I Take my
0: time to <laughs> you the You can tell I thought this was just supposed to be funny And not a real song And not serious
2: yeah. I don't know why Know why Everybody wanna die rich Ooh, it's pretty robotic and it's slow It is down that list. We try Everybody tried, tried, to but get all the melodies there. Ditch. You can't take it with you when you go. With you, you never, seen a <laughs> a never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch. Never seen a hearse with
1: a trailer hitch.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, what was the transformation? It's like, what happened that made you go, we're going to add this and speed it up?
0: Well, it's kind of a group decision, you know, like Tom Tapley is a great engineer and he, he, he co-produced this with me. And, um, and a lot of the players have great ideas. Like Andrew Roberts started playing his, you know, guitar part the way he does. And, um, it just became, uh, kind of as a group, we, we, we had, we had album rules when I was making my first album and it became something that I do a lot now. Um, it was inspired by the roadrunner rules. If you've ever been, uh, Privy to those, the guy who made the roadrunner made rules for his animators and, uh, you can go and read them online. They're pretty cool. They're things like, you know, the, the coyote's biggest enemy is gravity or, um, he will always be more humiliated than hurt (laughs) and he can only get things from the Acme company, (laughs) you know, they're like, but they're very specific rules. And if you stay within the rules, you always made a good roadrunner cartoon, Similarly, one of our, our album rules for, for my first Southern gravity was speed it up till it breaks. Oh, wow. So we were speeding up the songs until they were just completely broken. And then we would back them down just a little.
1: I feel like people are going to steal that idea from you because that's brilliant. Oh,
0: well, thank you. I mean,
1: radio wants to play tempo
0: right? Well, they do. But I, I think uh, I typically, just like you heard on the earlier version of this, I typically start my, when I first hear the song in my head, it's a slower version of the song. than maybe the song can handle, but um, then, you know, of course, this is what we made from it. So here's trailer hitch.
2: I want buy- you a drink maybe one for this whole town i may not have that much but i don't mind spreading it around everybody chasing something i don't know why they're running i take my time to the finish line cause we all end up with nothing i don't know why, no. with the trailer yeah. started my day giving away all of my baseball cards it felt so good by the afternoon I gave some guy my car it ain't about what you're driving or about the gojo piling the less I have to worry about the more time I got for smiling I don't know why no why Everybody tries, tries to feed it into that ditch You can't take it with you when you go Never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch Never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch distant be dry Everybody tries, tries to fit it into that ditch You can't take it with you when you go Never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch Never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch
0: go
1: that is such a fun song and and kind of your introduction to country music fans as the christian bush
0: yeah that was really an interesting couple of years
1: (laughs) well and the and the video for that song too was just oh there's a lot of fun on all of this bananas (laughs) or zombies yeah exactly
0: (laughs) Yeah. That song did a lot. It, it definitely was the moment that I had, uh, people who I knew well, who were friends of my, who were artists that had opened for Sugarland to come to me and be like, man, I had no idea. Um, so that was a real, uh, I, I, that song, I owe that song a lot, you know? Um, In many ways to, to helping me, um, you know, look at the future in a different way and, and help, help reinvent, you know, it's very difficult to reinvent yourself as an artist, especially one that people know.
1: But you, you've done it so many times, you kind of make it look easy.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a total struggle every time, but uh, it does depend on the song. I think and I don't think reinvention has to do with cutting your hair or, or you know, like uh, cosmetic surgery. I don't think that is a reinvention that's worth anything. Um, I do think that if you are willing to reinvent the the song and the message that you're moving, that it is a, a much easier thing for people to say that's my favorite song. I love that. But yeah, so this is a. This is how these songs go together. As I really think when I walked into the studio, it was one thing. And when I walked out, it was another. And it was because of the people I was working with make this into a thing and into a thing that you didn't even see coming like that wasn't even it was like you were walking up to what you thought was a wall and you turn to the left and you realize that it's a hallway <laughs> <laughs> and there's a door down there <laughs> with a party behind it with a party behind it. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. Me too. It was fun. All right. Let's do it again next week. Next week. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52 podcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Also remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you
1: for listening and please join us next week.